Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today we're going to talk about five things to do when your expenses increase. And this is a great, I I mean, this is always a great time to think about it, but this has happened multiple times in my life. One of the biggest ones was when I graduated college. Well, I guess when I graduated high school and went to college. And then when I graduated college and went out into the real world, and then my first couple years living in the real world to when I moved to Kansas City, and then now they just increased because I we bought a house. And so every single time that my expenses increase, I do I go through this checklist of okay, got to check on these five things, see, you know, if I need to move anything else around, see where I'm at in order to not ever run into a a moment of stress or panic or frustration or resentment or regret or whatever when you see those expenses increase, okay? So we're going to talk about that. First, before I dive into the episode, remember that this month's masterclass is all about money and relationships. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to go ahead and sign up. There are two ways to sign up. You can sign up for our monthly masterclass, and then you can also sign up for just this one masterclass. If you only sign up for this one masterclass, it's $37. If you sign up for the monthly subscription where each month you get a new masterclass topic, it is $24. So it's great. We love it. We're going to talk about money and relationships. So we're going to talk about couples finances, how to stop fighting about money. We're going to talk uh, and like get on the same page, how to, um, you know, if you split expenses together, how to pay them without feeling resentful, how to split them, like all that good stuff. We're going to talk about money and friendships and how to have those conversations with your friends when maybe you paid for brunch, but somebody didn't Venmo you or when everyone's going on a trip, but it's a little bit out of your price range of what you want to spend or whatever. Those conversations with your friends. We're going to talk about conversations with um, and your relationships with maybe your parents or with family, having those conversations and more. It's going to be so epic. And, you know, you really are. I love the saying of you're the sum of the five people around you. But I, I love it even more if you've heard the saying that your income can be the sum of the five people you surround yourself with most, the average. And so, um, you know, your money, your finances are impacted by your relationships. And so this is going to be such a great topic to come and chat through all that stuff and learn so much that will be impactful on your finances. So 
come check that out. Click the link in the show notes, or you can go over to Instagram at my handles at deeper period than period money and click the link in my bio and go and check that out. Okay. Now let's get back into our topic. Okay. So we're talking about the five things to do when your expenses increase. So let's dive right in. Number one is to remember to increase your emergency fund. Now, this goes for if you have just the, you know, lethal baby emergency fund or if you have the big daddy emergency fund. And if no matter where you're at, no matter who you are, you always want to have at least one to three months of expenses. So, in order to figure that out in the first place, you figure out how much you spend per month and then you multiply that by one, two, or three. If you have high interest debt or other things that you need to take care of, okay? We want at least one to three months of expenses before we do anything else. And then if you have taken care of that high interest debt and maybe you've started, you know, you've you've taken advantage of your company match, you've done, if, if your company offers one for retirement, you've started investing, whatever, then we can grow that emergency fund to six to eight months. But same thing, we take our expenses, we multiply that by six, seven, or eight and figure out how much we want in the big daddy emergency funds. And then we keep that where? In a high yield savings account. We keep it in a high yield savings account. I recommend ally.com. That's the one I use. You can use whichever one you want. Um, But we keep it in a high yield savings account. But what a lot of people forget is that if my expenses are $1,000 a month, okay, and I have three months of expenses, so I have, um, my expenses are $1,000 a month, I have three months of expenses, which means I have $3,000 of expenses in my little baby emergency fund, and all of a sudden my expenses grow to $2,000 a month, so they double, Now, that's only one month of expenses. So we want to make sure that, again, as expenses increase, the first thing we check is, do I need to increase my emergency fund? Do I need to update my emergency fund? So it is always in alignment with where I'm at. Now, that doesn't mean that we always need to be adding to the emergency fund, but we want it to reflect how many months we want in there based on our expenses. So that is number one. Always make sure to check your emergency fund and see if it needs to be increased. Number two, the second thing to do when your expenses increase are look farther ahead to cash flow anything. So a lot of times what I will see happen is clients will have expenses increase and all of a sudden, you know, maybe they're used to cash flowing their, I don't know, haircuts or they're used to cash flowing anytime their dog gets sick and has to go to the vet. But now that their expenses have increased, they don't have as much left over at the end of the month in order to put towards something else. So when something bigger comes up, it's harder to cash flow. And then I'll have clients who feel like they're in a pickle or they feel mad at themselves for increasing their expenses or they feel like they messed up or whatever. And we want to be proactive. And remember that now that your expenses might be a little bit higher, we might it's better to think a little farther ahead until you are used to this 
higher level of expenses, okay? So so look ahead. Are there any vacations? Are there any trips? Are there any weddings you're attending? Are there any, um, you know, haircuts or maybe you're getting a, a tattoo or whatever, that is going to be a bigger chunk of money that maybe you've cash flowed before. And by cash flow, I literally just mean paying cash that month, right? If you are buying, paying for a tattoo that is $500, that's likely not a monthly expense that you're paying. And so when you go to pay it, I don't want you to say, oh my gosh, well now rent's more expensive. I used to have that money to just be able to pay for it and now I don't. So look a little further ahead until you're used to this new level of expenses and see if there's anything you need to cash flow. Number three, what ways can you increase income as well? So there are a lot of times when your expenses increase, but your income increases as well. So think of maybe you moved to a new city and got a new job. So you are making more money, but now you're living in a new city where it's more expensive, you know, rent is more expensive. And so you make more money, but your expenses are going up a little bit. But there are also times that our income isn't changing in the current moment, but our expenses are. So maybe you're, you know, working at your job, you're doing really well, you got a raise a, a couple months ago or, you know, a little bit before then. So you're, you, you are not expecting a raise any moment right now, but you just bought a house. And so you have a little bit higher expenses than you're used to get creative and think of other ways that you can increase your income. Um, and I'm not going to go too far into that. If you follow along the podcast, you know, I have a lot of different podcast episodes where I talk about ways to, start a side hustle or increase your income or negotiate your starting salary or start a business or do any of the million things that you can make money with. But sit down, think of ways that you can also increase your income. Um, And also, this is a great time, I'm going to couple this in with number three, to look out and forecast how this new increase of expenses might impact any goals negatively or positively. And, you know, I don't even believe in like negatively or positively, because if it's in alignment, that's really what I care about. Because a lot of times when I say negatively or positively, people think, oh, well, if it if it will push out when I was going to be debt free, then it's automatically negative. But that's not true, right? That's not true. Um, it, it's an alignment. So are the goals, right? Let's say you had a goal of being debt free, but now your expenses are a little bit higher, Okay, maybe you're going to be debt-free a week later, two weeks later, but you pushing out that deadline allowed you to move out of a toxic living environment or leave a toxic job or whatever, or take, maybe you took a pay cut, but it's something you love way more than your other job or something like that. Making less money or having an increase in expenses is not a bad thing. Let's start there. Let's start there. It's not a bad thing. The goal is not always to spend as little as possible, spend as little as possible. Other things matter when we're talking about money and when we're we're celebrating our wins, right? You moving out of your apartment with four roommates um, who, you know, maybe is a toxic environment to buy your own apartment that's now more expensive is a something to be celebrated. That's a huge financial win because you use money to do something that it's in high alignment with your goals and your priorities, and that should be celebrated. And so 
remember that this is not a shame thing of, oh my gosh, now I need to look at my, when I'm going to be debt free and now it's going to be later. That's okay. Right? That's okay. What, what did it give you to be debt free that one day instead of two weeks later? Right? What, what is it? Debt free is just the ability to, you know, say that, Hey, I'm, I'm debt free. And if you can say that two weeks later, but now get your freedom back, it's worth it. Right? That's freedom. We want to practice having freedom on the way to being debt free too. Okay. All right, number four, take inventory of where things are pushing your money thermostat and so you can acknowledge instead of wait and self-sabotage. So this is a really fun one. And I am now so self-aware when it comes to money that I will notice this happening like 10 steps before it actually does. But I used to not notice it was happening. And so then I would self-sabotage with money and then say, oh my gosh, why did I just do that after I had self-sabotage? And so we are going to learn how to be proactive about the ways we self-sabotage with money. So I'm going to talk about your money thermostat. If you don't know what that is, I have a podcast episode called What is Your Money Thermostat? Go listen to that. Go pause this, go listen to it, and then come back. But basically your money thermostat is the, the range in which what you believe is possible for yourself, Okay. And so anytime you go outside of that range, and that could be for income, that could be for spending, that could be for your expenses, that could be for anything. Anytime you go outside of that range, it is outside of your comfort zone. And so therefore, we want to, because anything outside of our comfort zone, our brain is like, ah, it's scary. It's the unknown. We have to, we have to fear it. We have to run away. Anytime we're in that situation, our brain gets scared and is like, ah, we got to self-sabotage back to what is normal. And so what happens a lot of times is that when your expenses go up and now you have this new level of responsibility, you have this new level of potentially maybe it's a, a nicer apartment or it's a nicer car or it's a nicer thing that you're expensive or maybe you invest in yourself through school or whatever whatever that is, whatever your new expense is, it likely requires you to get comfortable with this new level in in some capacity. And so if instead you sit in those feelings, because right, remember our thoughts will pop up. They'll continue to pop up. It's up to us to look at a thought and say, hmm, is that a thought I want to keep and entertain or is that a thought I do not want to entertain? And so if a thought pops up that says, who am I to live in this apartment? Who am I to live in this apartment? Or who am I to drive this nice of a car? Like, who do I think I am? I'm a, I'm a fraud. I'm, I'm so dumb. I'm, I shouldn't have bought this. I shouldn't have done this. I, whatever. We have to question that thought right? Now, I, I love to listen to my thoughts and say, hmm, is there any, is there any truth to this, right? Because maybe there, maybe you bought a car and it really wasn't in alignment. You, you made this purchase and it, every single month when you go to make your payment, it's, it's really pushing outside of your comfort zone in a way that doesn't feel good, in a way that doesn't feel in alignment. And every single month you start to regret it and you don't love your car and you wish you had the, you know, the freedom and the finances instead okay, there might be some truth to that. What are some action steps we could take? But a lot of times what happens is we love the car or we love the new apartment or we love the the new whatever. 
and we're so happy it was so in alignment, but we have this inner voice that makes us feel like we're not good enough or we don't deserve this or it's not okay that we have this or we're not going to be able, something's going to go wrong and we're going to lose this and we're going to go back and whatever. When those things come up, it's because this new expense is likely pushing you outside of your comfort zone. It's pushing you outside of what you've been, what what you've known. And especially if it's a like the steeper the step, the the more likely it's outside of your comfort zone. And so what I want you to do instead is to take inventory of that. Say, when are the times, like what are the things I I may be triggered by or what are the things that come up for me and what makes them come up for me? Maybe it's every time you go to pay rent that that little voice comes up like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you're spending that much. Or, oh my gosh, who do you think you are to do this? Or, oh my gosh, if you make uh you know one one bad mistake at work you're going to get fired and then what do you, how are you going to pay for this right and then all of these like negative thoughts come up we have to acknowledge that this is because I'm outside of my money thermostat and my body and uh, you know who I am and what I believe is possible for me is trying to drag me back into that comfort zone and so this is a great time and a great experience for us to instead of waiting to self-sabotage back into our comfort zone, we instead acknowledge this right away and say, oh my gosh, you know, I'm feeling stressed about paying rent. Why am I feeling stressed about paying rent? Is it because I, I don't have the money or because I didn't think through this purchase? No, I have those things. Is it because this is outside of my comfort zone? Is it because this is a, a nicer place than what I'm used to? Is it because I was taught that I should never spend and find the cheapest option? Is it because, and we can walk through it, find the root of our stress and rewrite that story for us and say, no, it, it, it's actually something to be celebrated that I took this leap. It's actually something to be celebrated that my expenses are have increased. It's actually something to be celebrated that I, I did this for myself or we did this for ourselves or whatever. So making sure you're acknowledging that because a lot of times if you don't, it can lead to you know micro or macro self-sabotage. And then lastly, number five, see if there are any expenses that make sense to upgrade, get rid of, or bundle. So um, for example, for me, when I bought a house, it was cheaper for me. I was paying for car insurance. It was cheaper for me to bundle my car insurance with my home insurance and pay for them together because it actually saved me a lot of money. When I say that, all I can think of is like the progressive commercials of bundle home and auto with flow and whatever. But but truly, it was cheaper for me to save some money for me to be able to bundle home and auto. So again, my expenses increased, but it saved me money on something I was already paying for by pulling them together. Or maybe it is something that you had, um, you paid for monthly and now, you, you know, maybe it's Wi-Fi, right? You used to pay for Wi-Fi monthly and you'd really slow Wi-Fi, but now you got a new job and you work from home now. And so now, the expense you used to pay for the crappy Wi-Fi that didn't work, you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm done dealing with this crappy Wi-Fi because now I work from home. And so we're going to upgrade that. Maybe there's things that you used to pay for a train 
pass, like a train station pass. Um, but now you live out in the suburbs and you don't need that. So now you can get rid of that expense because you don't, you don't need that anymore. Maybe it's a gym. Maybe, maybe you move to a new place and you're going to get a different gym. And so you want to make sure you get rid of your old membership so you can get your new membership, whatever. A lot of times I'll see people who, when their expenses change, they forget to go back and audit. Okay. Now, now that my expenses have changed or now that I've moved or now that I've done this, Am I, is everything I'm paying for, does everything still make sense? Is everything still in alignment? Because a lot of times, and again, I'm not saying cut expenses. I'm saying go through and make sure all of them are in alignment because a lot of times there might be things that either, that need change, not necessarily cut, but changed, upgraded, or cut depending on what is in most alignment with you. So, Those are the five things that you need to do. I shouldn't say you need to do. I invite you to do anytime your expenses increase um, to feel really good about the experience and and make sure that there's there's no stress hanging around. There's no ickiness. There's no resentment. There's no regret. There's none of that. It's just joy and gratitude and excitement from this new upgrade that you've just experienced in your life. And, and that's what you look at it as. And so that's that's why I invite you to, to join me in doing that. Don't forget to go and sign up for the monthly masterclass. This month it is on money and relationships, learning how to upgrade your relationships and, and therefore upgrade your relationship with money too, right? So Go check that out, link in the bio, and we will see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.